Uh, we are at the bottom of uh, 3B. Uh, today's daf is 124, Kuf Chaf Dalad. Uh, and we uh, are still in the discussion of Mukta. Uh, and we had yesterday uh, the discussion about uh, the days of the, the, the history of Mukta. We said that uh, uh, the Jews weren't keeping the uh, Shabbat very well at all, and therefore they uh, were very strict in terms of it. And they, uh, that later on, they relaxed it a number of times uh, in order to get to what we have today. And then we said Nehemiah, uh, uh, at the time of Nehemiah specifically, uh, right at about the time of the, the Second Commonwealth, it was a very bad time. And uh, that's why they had to take extraordinary measures to, uh, to keep the sanctity of Shabbat. Uh, and about that, uh, so according to the following thing, Amir Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar said about that Kanin umaklot glustra meducha kulan korim hatarat kalim nishnu. The state Rabbi Elazar has a statement. He says there are four different mishnayot. Uh, one is talking about a rod. Uh, one is talking about a pole. Uh, one is talking about a a uh, bolt on a door, uh, a, a thick end of a bolt on a door in a lock, and the other one was talking about a mortar. All of those uh, were taught uh, before the the decree on um, the mukta was was relaxed uh, somewhat. So that was all pre-decree. That's Rabbi Eliezer's view. Uh, and now, what are we talking about? Uh, we quote these four mishnayot kanim. Uh, we are talking uh, uh, with uh, lechma panim. The twelve uh, breads inside the uh, the holy, the heichal on uh, they, they had them there, uh, six, two rows of six, uh, and they were kept apart. They were specially shaped uh, breads. Uh, their faces looked towards each other, uh, specially crafted, and uh, they said you had to what you had to do um, as uh, with those breads, you had to keep them separate uh, with these uh, rods. So kanim did none, as we learned. I think the mission in uh, in um, uh, Menachot. Uh, in terms of these uh, rods, uh, you're not allowed to uh, move them uh, on Shabbat. Uh, during the week, you could uh, move them and move them around, and that's what they did. Uh, straight after Shabbat, actually, they they, they put them up uh, in a in a place uh, in, in in place uh, so that there would be space uh, between the bread. We're going to see in a minute uh, that was done to give the bread air uh, so that it wouldn't become moldy uh, and uh, and because what happened is is that uh, uh, there was a miracle that happened and the bread uh, stayed fresh from week to week it stayed fresh and hot from week to week so you, you separated the the lechem from each other uh, with these rods uh, and that's uh, it says uh, the Mishnah says uh, that these these rods you couldn't um, touch them or move them uh, on uh, on Shabbat uh, you, you wouldn't arrange them you wouldn't move you couldn't move them uh, because it is uh, it, it doesn't push aside Shabbat uh, and uh, and and therefore it is uh, because they are mukta there could be an issue of, of building here possibly a kind of rudimentary type of building uh, and fixing things who knows but uh, we're not quite sure of the exact malacha so interestingly enough uh, there are a whole lot of things in the Beit HaMikdash uh, that that were allowed, what's known as a shvut, uh, was allowed in the Beit HaMikdash. If it's a rabbinical thing, uh, it could be allowed. So this is interesting why this wasn't. So it, it may be not a blanket rule that uh, was taught there 
in terms of there is no um, rabbinical prohibitions uh, in of, of Shabbat and the Mikdash it would seem here that there are some uh, but maybe there wouldn't be others okay that was the one of the four uh, Mal, uh, Malkot Maklot, sorry, Maklot is a a, a, a pole. Did none. There's a mission in Pesachim. Maklot, Dakin, Chalakin, Hayu Sham, Umanecha, Ketevo, Valketev, Kavero, Votile, Umashit. Really, it talks about uh, the the Pesach offering. What they were was uh, thin, uh, smooth poles in the in the Beit Hamikdash, and every uh, erev Pesach, where all the Jewish people had to come and check their Pesach offerings, uh, what they had to do, they obviously had this uh, massive amount of uh, korbanot on the one day, uh, so everyone had to 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 uh, squeeze in and get their uh, korban done. So what they did was they had poles uh, in in the in the Beit Hamikdash, and what they did was they handed them to the people. Uh, you impaled or you you. I don't think you impaled, uh, but you um, hung the uh, the animal from these poles, and uh, you, you, one person would put on his shoulder, the other one would put on on his shoulder. Uh, what they would do is they would flay the hide. Remember, we had the discussion uh, a few days ago, about a week and a bit ago, in terms of flaying the hide of Pesach uh, when it comes out on Shabbat itself. How far could you go to? Uh, could you go to the breast, or could you flay the whole thing? That's we had that discussion. Uh, another issue uh, of it on uh, if it was Shabbat, uh, in terms of uh, of this, was um, with, the, with the poles on the shoulder, you could do during the week, uh, and and now about this, uh, and th- th- that's what they did to in order to flay this animal. Uh, what uh, you weren't allowed to touch these poles uh, on, on, on Shabbat, they would have defined as mukta, uh, and therefore, uh, what did you used to do? A, f- a person put his hand on the shoulder of his friend, and his friend did likewise, put uh, his uh, hand on the other, on the friend's shoulder, so the two of them uh, had their arms on each other's shoulders, and they put the, the Pesach offering over that, and they would uh, flay the Pesach offering that way. Uh, you wouldn't be able to touch uh, the poles uh, about that. That is, uh, uh, you know, to remind you that it is Shabbat. So those poles are considered mukta, uh, according to. So the whole Rabbi Eliezer's, uh, Elazar's cont- contention is that all of these uh, were to- taught uh, before uh, mukta was. Uh, was relaxed and therefore maybe now that Mukta is relaxed it might be that uh, we'd, we would treat it differently in any case uh, the third uh, thing glustera uh, uh, this uh, thick end of a bolt like a lock for a door did none uh, and uh, we learnt in a Mishnah glustera if you've got a bolt in a door and it's got uh, a thick end at the top of it, uh, Rabbi Yoshua Omer Shomta Mina Petach Zevotole Bechavero. You are allowed to drag it uh, from one door and put it in another door uh, to lock that on Shabbat. However, uh, you have to do it via dragging. Uh, but uh, it says um, uh, you know you wouldn't be allowed to pick it up uh, with your hands uh, because it would be mukta. Rabbi Tafon Omer No Harayzu Kolakelim. It is defined as a, a utensil. Um, and once you are in the um, courtyard, you could move it in the courtyard. Uh, there is an Arab seemingly in this courtyard, uh, but you um, you uh, um, you are allowed to move stuff around in a uh, courtyard. We'll discuss um, 
uh, I'm not sure actually if there's an Arab in this in this courtyard, but maybe you would be allowed to move stuff. Uh, does uh, it does have it's bound on three sides? So, but there's no Arab, so you shouldn't be uh, carrying stuff from a house into the courtyard or vice versa uh, into uh, you know from the courtyard into the house or from the house into the courtyard. But what you can do if something started off in the courtyard, you'd be allowed to carry it around uh, in the courtyard if, you, if it was there from erev Shabbat. Okay, that is the the third item. So we'd see that uh, this um, this door bolt uh, is uh, is also defined as muktzah. You're not allowed to pick it up with your hands, uh, according to Rav Yoshua. Uh, now, a medura, as as we saw, we had the medura hadam run. We said if it's got garlic in, uh, and uh, and and therefore uh, you would be allowed to move it. If not, not, uh, and that would also be an issue of muktzah. Okay, and that was Rabbi Elazar's contention that they all were when Mukta was very strong. Maybe now it's different. So Amarava, Rabbi comes, he says, no, not necessarily. Bimai, how do you know that that is the case? Dilma, lo'olam aymalach. Really, what I could say to you is that lachar hatarat kalim nishnu. All of these Mishnayot, all four of them, uh, were taught actually even after uh, the decree against or the stringent uh, application of Mukta was uh, lifted somewhat. Uh, and, uh, and, and there's actually a logical reason for each one of these uh, for it still to say the same how so kanim tamamai really these uh, 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 rods uh, that you use for the uh, the showbread the lechem apanim uh, why, why wouldn't you know why aren't you uh, allowed to move them they are defined as mukta mishum afushe and uh, it's because you're worried that they're going to get mouldy uh, and in the short time Baha'i purta lo mit apash in the short time between Shabbat afternoon where they uh, swapped uh, the the breads around uh, you, 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 they were remo- uh, you know sometime on Shabbat afternoon they uh, t- swapped the breads from the previous week and they brought in new uh, breads that had been baked Erev Shabbat uh, it says that uh, you move them over um, it would be that uh, you you didn't um, you know th- there wouldn't be enough time uh, for the breads to become mouldy in those few hours uh, between uh, the afternoon and the evening on Motzei Shabbat and Motzei Shabbat everyone would uh, you know say that you could pick up the breads and you could put the the ra- the, the, the almost like a rack uh, in between them these rods in between them and therefore there's no danger of it becoming muktzah uh, I mean there's no danger of it becoming uh, mouldy uh, and and you would be alleviate the muktz issue. So even then uh, you, you're doing it uh, and uh, it says in the, in the short time between the afternoon and the evening it won't go off. Uh, again in the same kind of thing maklot efshar kari in terms of the uh, opinion of the, uh, the poll, why wouldn't you be allowed to use the poll? Uh, it says because you have got the option as Rebelazar told us of putting your hand on your friend's shoulder uh, and therefore uh, skinning the animal that way and there's no um, big deal uh, in, in doing such a thing as opposed to a pole. There's no uh, real advantage uh, of that. Uh, in the case, uh, glustra, uh, this thick end of the bolt, uh, we said, why couldn't you uh, carry it with your hands? Raviyana, uh, this goes like Raviyana, Dam Raviyana, Bechate, Shaino Moorevet, Askinan. Oh, here we go. And, and you, I'd seen it. We're talking here with uh, there's no Erev uh, over there in the in the uh, courtyard. Uh, Rabbi Yeshua, Savar, Rabbi Yeshua holds. Uh, 
Kapetach Kilifnim Dami. Because the inside of the door is like inside the house. And therefore, what you're doing, you're moving stuff from the houses uh, into the, the courtyard. Once it's in the house, uh, if there's no Eruv in the uh, courtyard, uh, each house is considered to be a separate do, you know, domain uh, all in, of itself. And, and there's no uh, common domain between these people. So therefore, even though on a Dorata level it's got uh, walls all around and uh, and therefore it should be considered a uh, a private domain on a Dorata level, the rabbis uh, said, no, you could come to get confused and you have to do an air of Chatserot. You have to join the Chatser together as if it's all one big happy family. And and uh, because they didn't do it, uh, we say that uh, you can't, if it, if it, and if this bolt is like it's on the inside of the house, it's like carrying from inside to outside. Uh, and therefore, you're moving it from the house to the courtyard, uh, which you can't do uh, on a rabbinical level. Okay, no, he says no. Outside the the door is the inside of the door. Sorry, is like the outside of the house. Uh, you know, the door is right uh, close to the, the the courtyard and everything like that. So he says even the inside of the door. He says the whole door really is considered to be outside and therefore there's no problem uh, in terms of moving stuff around because if if it is a utensil that was found in the courtyard uh, you can walk around with it on Shabbat in the courtyard without any restrictions as long as you don't take it into a house okay and the Madocha Rabbi Nehemiah and we say this last thing this this uh, mortar is the opinion of Rabbi Nehemiah who we quoted yesterday we said is a very stringent opinion we just about to get to him in a second over here. All right, just one uh, quick comment uh, about this. Uh, there is a uh, Rashi um, in the in the wide lines at the top says that uh, you know surely there was well he doesn't say it but he, the implication he, he he comments on as if it's already known uh, that yeah is really the uh, surely one of the ten miracles uh, that uh, the, the bread uh, the show bread stayed uh, warm and soft uh, it's on. Uh, um, uh, from from one Shabbat to another, uh, also one of the things that never went off, uh, and and therefore surely that is uh, um, you know it's something that you could rely on. And and Rashi mentions that uh, we don't rely on miracles as far as possible. We do everything in our, our power uh, to not rely on a miracle. Yes, there may have been a miracle, uh, but we, we didn't cause uh, force the miracle to take place. Uh, if you want to put it that way, uh, we just uh, uh, let it let it be, and we'd put uh, these rods in the in the in between. Uh, on uh, Motzei Shabbat. Okay, uh, speaking of Rabbi Nehemiah, uh, here we go. Uh, all vessels can be moved uh, for their need and also not for their need. We will define that. There are a number of different uh, ideas over there uh, in terms of what their need is, what their, their, uh, not their need is. Rabbi Nehemiah, he says, no, uh, these vessels can only be moved for their specific purpose. Uh, and that's it. Okay. Uh, the Gemara immediately addresses this. My Lord what do you mean for their needs uh, and, and, and and not for their needs? Okay, first answer, uh, which is not uh, the way we paskin, uh, we paskin like the second answer, but here's the first Amaraba. Uh, uh, he says, for their needs, what do you allow to move? He says, uh, an object whose use is mainly. 
allowed. Uh, for example, a uh, plate uh, and or a knife or a fork. Uh, that's that's uh, the, the, the normal use of those things is uh, permitted uh, as a, as a, as a uh, um, the general rule. It would be for permitted uh, to use those things. So it says uh, you can only move it. Says Rabbi, uh, if you have a need uh, for that item itself, you wouldn't be allowed to move it for any other reason. Shalolatorich and something that's defined as not uh, for its specific purpose. Davar um, uh, he says that something that is, even though it's like a plate or, or a knife and fork, uh, he says uh, you can't move such a thing, that, uh, such an item, uh, just for its place. You wouldn't be allowed to do so. Uh, and when it comes to something whose main uh, thing is for Isur, for example, let's say uh, this pestle or the mortar, uh, he says if it's something that's used for Isur, Latorik for Ain, Latorik Mukumo, Law. In sorry, uh, he says, and the same thing, really, with uh, I think whose main majority use is forbidden. Uh, it says if you're using it uh, for its own sake, uh, you might be able to use it, uh, and also, but but for its its place, not. So he's pretty consistent, uh, Rabbi. He says whether it's uh, something that usually it's got a permitted use, usually or forbidden use, usually. He says if you need the thing itself for a, 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 you know some some odd uh, some reason, then you can use. It. If it's for uh, its place uh, and you just need it, it's blocking something or you know you need it to be out the way, then you can't use it. And that is, is uh, you know how Rabbi understands it. And just to fi- finish off. Um, and according to Rabbi's understanding, Rabbi Nehemiah comes to add the Maimar. Uh, he comes to say, uh, He's stricter. He says, even something who's got a normally permitted use, uh, a bowl or a knife and fork and stuff, he says, uh, you only have to use it, even if it's a hete thing, you can only use it for itself, its own purposes, but not uh, for the sake of its um uh, thing, uh, n- not uh, the sake of its place. Ama uh, lay Rava, and Rava doesn't like this. He says, He says, if you're using something for its place, um, you know, surely, uh, how can you say, you can't say that's not for its purpose. Surely that's for its purpose. If you need it, uh, you need the place where this thing is standing, that's that's a, that's a legitimate need. Uh, and, and you can't say that's no, there is a need there. That is Latorich of sorts. So therefore, Rava rejects this. Uh, he gives his own view. Ella Amarava, which is much closer to the way we hold. Latorich Davar. He says when you, you it says you can move things Latorich, what does that mean? Davar Heter, when it's a, a totally permitted thing, or usually permitted thing, He says you need it for its space, you need it for itself. It doesn't make a difference, you can move it. Uh, there's no restrictions on that. but if it's Something um, uh, you, you, that you don't really need. Afilu uh, Something that is uh, that, that is out there, uh, wherever it is, as long as the plate is out there, you worry that it's going to um, you know, get affected by the sun or, or, or something like that. It says you can move it from the uh, sun to the shade, uh, and therefore that you know protect it from the elements, if you want to put it that way. in. Uh, and, and something who's uh, normally used for a forbidden purpose uh, and um 
you know, also the same idea. Uh, it doesn't make a difference if you need it for its own sake or for its only for its place. Uh, you are allowed to move it over. Uh, he agrees that uh, you can't move it from the sun to the shade. That is not allowed to be done. Uh, and, uh, and 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 on that, he says, uh, He says, even something uh, you are, you know, even something that's your allowable use, a, a, a this plate, knife, fork. Uh, he says, uh, if you need it for itself and for the purposes of a. Um, uh, its place, then you would be allowed to move it. Uh, but from the sun to the shade, you would not be allowed uh, to move it. So we see that uh, that's the understanding. And as, as mentioned, that is much more along the lines of what uh, we hold. Okay, uh, so th- those are the, the different parameters. That's how we explain our Mishnah. Uh, but now we, we carry on in terms of uh, Rebbe Nehemiah and just discussing his very narrow opinion of, uh, uh, of what is allowable. Yatev Rav Safra, Rabbi Acha Bar Huna Bar Rav Huna Bar Hanina, Vyatvi Kamer. So all of these rabbis, Rav Safra, Rav Acha Bar Huna, Rav Huna Bar Hanina, they're all sitting and they said, um, uh, according to Rabbi, the way he understands Rabbi Nehemia, what happens if you have got an empty bowl? You've eaten uh, lunch or, or supper, or whatever it happens to be, uh, you've eaten it, and uh, you know now the, the, the bowl is dirty, uh, and uh, how do you carry them now that uh, they, they have become dirty? Uh, it says, uh, Rav Safra, Safra said, because uh, surely if he's saying that uh, you can't, uh, you can't move it, says, um, uh, Rabbi Nehemia, uh, he says it's, it's, it's not for uh, itself, you know, it, itself, it's already been used uh, and, and, and for the place or maybe, but, you know, he says that really, uh, you, you're not allowed to wash it up, surely it's just got all these mooks of things inside it, like shells and seeds or whatever the case is, uh, you, you can't actually move it. Uh, so how do you actually uh, carry such a thing? Uh, it says, uh, that's it, like, uh, um, you know what? what uh, if you wanted to refill it up, that would be a different uh, story. But yeah, you want to take it out of the, uh, take it out of the place, uh, and uh, now it's got this mukta stuff in it. Uh, how do you carry them? Uh, and it says, Rav Safra immediately Rav Safra said, no, it is similar to a uh, uh, this this. Um, uh, almost like a, a chamber pot or you know potty uh, that was filled with excrement. That is disgusting, uh, and we can move uh, such things on Shabbat. You can't. You don't have to live with that kind of thing. Uh, and you in front of you, right in front of you, it will make you disgusted, and therefore you move it out. Uh, no problem. So the same kind of thing. Uh, you would be able to move away these dirty bowls if they are really irritating you. Eight for Abai. Abai says, hold on one sec. Mudura shum. If there's water has got garlic on it. It says you can move metatilin or You're allowed to move it on Shabbat. Vim love and a metatilin. If not, uh, you can't move it on Shabbat. Metatilin uh, You can't move it on Shabbat. So now uh, the question is. Um, why would you, uh, you know, have to, uh, according to this understanding uh, that, that uh, you know, the, what, what Rava said, he said anything can be moved. Uh, you know, why, why, why can't you move uh, this mortar? Uh, it says, uh, that's, the, that's the questioning. Uh, that's the, the, the question. Um, 
it says, Hakamaskin, and what are we talking about here? Mahmat Mihama Alatel. we must be talking about moving it uh, for not for its purpose, I from the, the, the sun to the shade to kind of protect this mortar. No, we attack this and we say no. Beit Shama and Beit Hillel agree that if you cut meat on it for a yomtiv on this pestle, then you're not allowed to move it because it's become gross and disgusting, and also there's no way you're going to use it again once it's got this meat and stuff all over it, the blood. Then you don't need it again. So you use it once, and then that's it for yomtiv. He says, "All right, No, you're doing it for its own purpose. You need to. You want to protect it from something." protected from the elements and therefore you move it and that's why uh, this would be um, uh, you know, it, it says that you know, it, even though it is um, uh, normal, all, normally all utensils can be used, but here a special case of it uh, being um, set aside. It is uh, mukta uh, because it's uh, you wouldn't be allowed to do it because it's just really protecting it. Um, you don't need it for its space. You don't need to use it for itself. It's got all blood over it. So therefore, uh, it is like protecting it from the elements. That's why it is not allowed. All right. Vahad is none. And also, we learned in a Mishnah, it says, Ein somchin etzakadera v'karat. Bakaat, right? You can't prop up a pot with a piece of wood. Uh, it says bedelet, uh, and so too you also uh, can't put a door or, or put a piece of door, uh, prop up a door with a uh, uh, you know on a piece of wood. So the Gemara asks about that. Uh, surely we're talking about yomtov. Bakaat Who? Surely a wood, piece of wood on yomtov is something that you'd be allowed uh, to use. It's what's known. Is, uh, uh, so with this this would lead to the untenable situation uh, that uh, you know even uh, that uh, something that you normally would be allowed to use uh, but uh, you, uh, you know even though uh, it's you, you, you it, it seems to say that you wouldn't even be able to use it for its own sake and and also not for its place which is a very uh, radical view uh, even even Rabbi Nehemia uh, would not hold such a thing. Uh, he would hold it that you can use it for its uh, um, normal usage. That's for sure. So, um, you know, that, that leads to a bit of an untenable situation. The Gemara answers, Hatam Ma'atama, what are we talking about here? Uh, it says, Kevan de Shabbat Devar Shinmachtul Isurhu Gazera Yom Tov Atu Shabbat. We say, no, really the reason that you're not allowed to use this uh, on Yom Tov, uh, it's kind of got this, attained this Mukta status on Yom Tov, is because uh, it is definitely Mukta on Shabbat. Uh, you're not allowed to uh, just handle wood on Shabbat. It's got no purpose whatsoever. You're not allowed to burn things with it on Shabbat. It's totally uh, forbidden. So it's totally out of your mind and set aside on Shabbat. Uh, and therefore, what do we say? Uh, because it's totally not allowed uh, to use on Shabbat, um, we also say uh, that we extend that uh, to Yom Tov. Uh, and then we say that you're not allowed to use in Yom Tov. So the Gemara you know, asks about this. Uh, Shabbat Surely, uh, you should 
should be allowed to move uh, the wood on Shabbat uh, because really it's, uh, it's, it's something that, uh, that use is uh, forbidden, okay? And, and we say that uh, um, and, and something whose use is forbidden, uh, it says you can move it. Uh, you can use it for, you move it for its own sake or for this, the sake of its place. In other words, you need to use it for, it, you know, you need to move it out the way so that something else can be done. So surely that's allowed. And the Gemara qualifies this importantly and says, "Hani mili heka deka torat kli alav." No, when are we talking that um, would be allowed to use a kli? Kli shemelachtol esor. That's what we call it. We say it's a kli, a utensil uh, that its main purpose is one of forbidden, uh, as opposed to uh, this uh, piece of wood. Heka deleka torat kli alav law. A piece of wood is, is is not defined as a kli. It's defined as a piece of wood. Uh, it's not defined as utensil. Uh, just a raw piece of wood, uh, and therefore uh, it is not. Uh, you know, you wouldn't be. Um, uh, there's no vessel over there, so you can't call this a kli shemelachtol esor because it doesn't. Uh, it isn't. Exactly. All right. Uh, the Gemara asks another question about this. Amiga Zunan, uh, do you come and uh, swap over uh, things and say, just because it's forbidden on Shabbat, so too it will be forbidden on Yontav? Do we say such a thing? Vatanan, uh, the Mishnah uh, it, it says as follows, Mashilin Peirot Derech Arabot Yontav, of our law by Shabbat. Uh, you can take fruit uh, from your roof. Do you expecting the rain to come? You were drying some uh, fruit out on your roof for some now dried fruit. It says, uh, you know, you see the rain coming. For whatever reason, you want to take it off the roof. Uh, you want to, you can drop it through the skylight on on a yom tov, but not on Shabbat. Uh, so therefore, we see here's a distinction, clear, quick distinction between Shabbat and yom tov, uh, and uh, and therefore we see that. Um, Maybe the laws are different uh, between the two of these. So, you know, on, on Yom Tov, you'd be allowed to do something, even though it is forbidden on Shabbat. So, so too, as our question was, um, you know, this wood forbidden on Shabbat, but permitted on Yom Tov. So surely we could say uh, the same thing uh, with our wood. So the Gemara says, well, well that's nice, uh, but what do you do with the fact that... Um, uh, you know, it, 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 do we have the thing? We learned in a mission in Shabbat. Uh, only the only difference is um, is uh, uh, between Shabbat and Yom Tov is uh, you're allowed to prepare food, but otherwise they're all the same. So we see, you know, in some ways Yom Tov is uh, compared to Shabbat and, and exactly the same as Shabbat, uh, but otherwise uh, we say it is uh, different from Shabbat. So exactly, uh, you know, w- which way? we going over here so in order to resolve this uh, we say Amar of Yosef uh, he says, law kasha. No, there's no difference between the two. One says Shabbos is different from Yontif. One says Shabbos is not different from Yontif. Hi, Rabbi Yezir. Hi, Rabbi Yoshua. Uh, in terms of the one that says it is, uh, it's not allowed, that's Rabbi Yezir. Uh, the one that says it is allowed uh, is in terms of Rabbi Yoshua. What are we talking about here? Detanya. Otovet bano shenafla babor. What happens if you have an animal and it's young, uh, a child of its uh, that falls into a pit? Uh, the the halacha is that you're not allowed to shecht uh, these two animals on one day. If you shecht the mother, you can't shecht the child, uh, and vice versa. Uh, so if they both fall into a pit, you pick one of them up uh, in order to shecht it, which you'd be allowed to do on Yom Tov, and you shecht it. And the second one, unfortunately, has to stay down there uh, 
parnasa you you give it uh, what to eat mukomo in its uh, in the in the, in the pits over there bishvil shloyamut in order so that it doesn't die so that's what you have to to do um, <coughs> however rabbi yeshua my rabbi yeshua says male tarishon what you do is you lift up the first one manatlo shokto you say what I'm going to check uh, the one that I put up now and then all of a sudden, in inverted commas, you change your mind. Marim uh, and then what you say, I'm, I've decided against it, uh, and therefore you do this harama, uh, you do this uh, uh, deceit, or uh, you know um, some kind of uh, trick, uh, as it were, and then you say male etasheni, and then you can pick the second one up, and you say, well, maybe I'm going to shake the sheni ratsa zeshokhet ratsa zeshokhet, and you can shake uh, each one of them. So we see that uh, Rabbi Yeshua allows you to, uh, seemingly to do things uh, on a festival uh, on 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 this Yom Tov. So uh, like kind of, kind of extra work on the festival. So maybe that's why he would hold uh, that you'd be allowed to uh, exert yourself a bit and then throw this food fruit through the roof, uh, this dried fruit. Nora says, no, Mimai, not necessarily. Uh, maybe Rabbi Deza says you can't lift up uh, the second animal. Why? Uh, in terms of the uh, um, uh, feeding it in the pits. But if it wasn't, uh, you weren't able to feed in the pits, uh, he would say, law, uh, you couldn't, uh, maybe you would allow you to lift the animal up, uh, and therefore that uh, it's only because you can, you've got the option of feeding it. The other way of looking at it, Rabbi Yeshua never said that. Rabbi Yeshua said that the only time you'd be allowed to uh, lift up the second animal is because you could conceivably uh, do this trick, as it were, in terms of saying, well, I'm lifting this one. Oh, no, I've changed my mind. I'm going to lift up that one. Uh, and therefore, you can do this uh, trickery. Maybe uh, where you couldn't do this uh, trick and there's no way out of it, you would say not. So therefore, we know we know closer to a resolution uh, from that perspective. Papa gives another answer. Uh, the diff, you know, in terms of uh, the resolution, Solution. Uh, there is no difficulty. High Beit Shama, high Beit Hillel. One is the opinion of Beit Shama. One is the opinion of Beit Hillel. What are we talking about? Did none, as we learned in Mishnah, Beit Shama Amrim, Ein Motzin Eta Katan Vetalulav Vetasefer Torah Loshutarabim. Ein Motzin, you can't carry a child or a lulav or a sefer Torah even on Yom Tov, uh, says um, uh, uh, says Beit Shama. You're not allowed to do it. It would seem. That uh, uh, he only has uh, a very restrictive thing. He says only if it is for ochel nefesh, i.e., cooking. Uh, but you can't uh, do it for other things. Beit Hillel, uh, on the other hand, says uh, matirin. You are allowed to do it. Uh, he holds the principle of mitoch uh, because you're allowed to do it uh, and carry out for food purposes. You'd be allowed to carry out for other things as well. There's a discussion if you if you're definitely not going to need the thing on Yom Tov, uh, then maybe you wouldn't be allowed to carry it out. Uh, there is, uh, you know, not not for now, uh, but just to note that. Uh, so maybe that we can explain it by Shama and by Tilal. We say, Amor the Shamat Leila by Shamai Hotza. The one thing we're talking about is about Shamai not allowing you to carry things out. The Taltel Mishmatlu. But in terms of moving things, uh, would he be allowed to do it? Uh, you know, maybe in terms of. Uh, 
of that. It's uh, th- they'd apply different laws to these two things. No, uh, the Gemara answers. No, the idea is tiltul gufei lav mishum hotzahi. The only reason uh, tiltul and uh, taking things out, moving things and taking things uh, from one domain to another, are all really it's one uh, facet of the other. The only reason you wouldn't be allowed to move something is because you might walk out with it, uh, and therefore if you um, if you're not allowed to carry out something, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to move it in the first place. So it's really uh, an expansion of the same uh, concept. Rav, uh, and even Rav holds like Rav more leniently. Rav, because Rav said, Mar Shelo Yena gave. It says, if you a person uh, that uh, if you move a uh, uh, a hoe, okay, so that it won't get stolen. That is something uh, that is not defined uh, for its, its object itself, uh, and therefore uh, it is asr. So it's, it's very similar to what we saw uh, in terms of moving it from the sun to the shade, i.e. Uh, you, you're looking in terms of something uh, that will, will move it from one thing to another, another one place to another for the sake uh, of, you know, for its protection uh, the same way as the sun, moving it from the sun to the shade is to protect the item itself. Um, Talma, and the reason is uh, it, uh, it, it, uh, that it won't get stolen. However, if there's a need uh, for this particular item, uh, either it itself or the, its, its place, you would be allowed to move it, which is exactly what Rava had said before. The Gemara says, is that really the case? Rav Kahana went to Rav's house uh, and, uh, and, and he went. Uh, the, the Rav said, he said, bring uh, out a net uh, for, for Rava, uh, so, sorry, for Kahana, uh, that he could sit on it. Now, why did he have to add that? If you, if you are allowed to move something uh, like a net, which is normally, you know, used for trapping, and therefore, uh, if you'd be allowed to move it, uh, why, uh, for, for its, um, if you need it for itself, uh, so why why wouldn't he be? Why would he have to say to sit on? Uh, so therefore, love la meimra devarshim rachtod isu l'tzorik ufor in l'tzorik mukomor lo. So maybe what he's saying is that uh, uh, if if you're not allowed to use this thing like this net uh, for for it itself, you would be allowed to move it because that's you need, it, it forms a, there's a purpose for moving it. You want him to sit on it, uh, but uh, for the purpose of of it just for its, its place, uh, you would be allowed to do it. Surely that's how we would hold, which goes against. We said Rav holds like Rava, the more expensive uh, way of looking at Mukta as opposed to Rabbah. Uh, he holds like Rava. Uh, and, and surely, you know, but now we see that uh, Rav didn't seem to hold uh, the more expensive version. No, Haki Amalu. No, really what we're talking about he says Shoklo, Shuta, Kameda, Kahana. Take this net away from Kahana, i.e., uh, the net is in the way and you can move it away. Um, uh, it is uh, uh, and uh, you can say that you know he took it away from him I they needed for the place and that that accords perfectly uh, with what we learned over there also another understanding is the uh, you moving it from the sun to the shade uh, that would have got damaged in that place and you might have thought that uh, if if it it was in the 
He's still telling him to sit on it, but the thing was out there in the sun. For whatever reason, this net uh, might have got damaged in the sun, uh, and therefore he had to specifically say, I want you to sit on it uh, because of the fact that... Um, I want to use it uh, for the, the object itself uh, as opposed to, because otherwise people would have got confused and said, oh, if he moved it, uh, the only reason he moved it was because to move it from the sun to the shade. So you have to teach us that that, that wasn't the case. Okay, Rav, Mari, Ba, Rachel, Havailaya, he, Bay, Sad, Yota. Mari, Ba, Rachel had uh, these uh, n- nice cushions, uh, cushions made of felt uh, and Bashimsha, and he had them uh, on, in the Sun on Shabbat. So he comes in front of Rava. Can I take them? Uh, can I move them? They're out there in the sun. Uh, can I move them? Shari, uh, you can. Uh, he says, uh, you'd be allowed to do it because it would seem that he wanted them to sit on. Uh, so he said, well, you'd be allowed to. The, the assumption is, as you said, uh, he'd be sitting on them. So it would be the Litzorech Gufo. Itli Akrines. But then he says, listen, I've got more. Uh, and uh, therefore, I don't need these to sit on. So Kazi uh, Lorkin, he says, well, maybe you've got enough to sit on. But what about uh, guests? If guests would pop in, maybe you'd need these cushions for the guests. Uh, and he answered, I've got enough. So even if guests come, I've got enough cushions uh, over there. Amale, he says, uh, like the way you're asking me, uh, it's clear. Galit I see from the way you ask me, you have revealed uh, what your thoughts are. Uh, the karaba uh, you hold like the svirelach, you hold like rabba uh, in terms of a more strict view of mukta. Lekula alma shari. So therefore, I'm changing my psak. It says for everyone else. Uh, they'd be perfectly allowed to be moved. Uh, but for you, <coughs> it would be asur to move these uh, cushions uh, because it's... Uh, um there's known as uh, a person has made something into a forbidden piece of meat even though something might be kosher if you feel that it isn't kosher uh, then it is not kosher for you uh, but for everyone else it is kosher okay uh, therefore that's the answer over there okay um, now Amar Rebbe Abba Amar Avichia Ba'ashi Amar Rav Rav Abba said that Rav Kia Ba'ashi said that Rav said Machbadot shall melta uh, if you have um, these uh, a broom, really similar to like a, what we would call a clothes brush, uh, and it's uh, uh, made of a, a very nice um, wool over here. So you've got this, this brush to take uh, stuff off clothes, but it's a, a woolen brush, something very soft, uh, very expensive. You can uh, use that on Shabbat, uh, you know, to take uh, to... Um, to sweep, uh, I don't know exactly what you what you'd uh, sweep uh, with this type of thing, but you definitely wouldn't use this on the floor. This would be used for for clothes and uh, and and uh, you know dusting things maybe. Uh, that that would be uh, you know able to be used on Shabbat. Aval shall tamara law of a tamara a date tree. In other words, a date palm. Uh, you're not allowed to use that. That were their normal brooms in those days. They used to have the date palm brooms, uh, which were used for sweeping floors. You wouldn't be allowed. 
allowed to uh, sweep floors with it because uh, you'd end up filling the holes in the floors, which we said uh, before was a malacha of, uh, of bone. You are fixing the holes in the floor, and that's like bone. You can even use these uh, normal brooms of, of date palms. Uh, what are we talking uh, with here? It says, if it's for the place, uh, it itself, sorry, or for its place, Baha'i, Lema, Rav, Shal, Tamara, Law, would Rav say that it couldn't be moved? Surely Rav holds, Vaikrama, Rav, Karava, Svirle, as we saw before, Rav holds a more expensive version of Mukta um, and I.e. like. Uh, Rava. Uh, it says Ella Mahmat Tzel. So Mikama Litzel. What you have is moving it uh, for uh, from the shade uh, from the sun to the shade. Uh, it says we're going to ask about that. Bahai Lama Rabliyeze Af Shaltamara. So you know why would you say even uh, date palms uh, branches? Uh, I mean uh, date palm brooms can be moved. Ella Mahmat Tzel. Really is Mikama Litzel. We say that actually it was moved it from the sun uh, to the shade. It says, Ama Vachain, Ama Ravalaza. And so too, said Ravalaza. So that's how we uh, get that, that out. Uh, that's how we understand that by making that small adjustment. Okay, next Mishnah. Call Hakalim Nislim Shabbat. Any vessel can be moved on Shabbat. Uh, and then Nitalim Emahem. And even if it is uh, broken uh, and you've got the pieces with it, uh, you can move those little pieces as well. Those little pieces uh, don't become uh, Mukta altogether. Uvad Shiyu Osin Ma'ain Malacha. It says as long as they can be used for some purpose. Okay, as long as if they can't be used for any purpose, then they do become mukta. Okay, uh, as, uh, as the mission explains now, Shivre uh, um, uh, Areva, uh, what happens if you've got a large bowl uh, and, and it broke? The, 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 the pieces of that can be used, can be used to cover a barrel. Uh, if it's something smaller, Shivre uh, if it's a glass uh, a bowl or something, uh, some form of glass that broke, uh, it says, it's a pi hapach. You can use a little vial of oil. Uh, you can cover a little bit of glass, could cover this vial of oil. Rabbi uh, Hudom he says, "Bevad shiu or sin ma'ain malachtan." As long as it's got some semblance of use uh, that is connected to its original use, uh, and that you can use it, shivre areva. Uh, like the, the this large bowl, uh, it says latok latokan mikpe that you can pour soup uh, into these things, and it says v'shalz chukit and bits of glass. Uh, it says latok latokan shemen. You can you have to be able to pour oil into those uh, glass vessels. Uh, the Gemara carries on. Amra Yehuda, Amashmul, Machloket, Shinishvurim, Erev Shabbat. The Machloket is uh, this this uh, argument in the Mishnah is where they broke on Erev Shabbat, i.e., Friday uh, or before Shabbat. Why? Demasavam ein malachan malachtan. It says that uh, if they are uh, able to still f- function uh, a little bit of what they used to uh, in, then you can uh, use them, uh, but not ma'ain malacha cheret law. But if only for some other use, uh, not. Uh, okay, and uh, it says Masava uh, the rabbis hold afilu ma'in melachta acheret. Even if uh, they can be used for some other uh, use, that it is uh, permitted. 
Mitzvah, that's, uh, you know, that's when the argument is. Aval, Nishbaru, Beshabbat. What happens if they broke on Shabbat? Divra call Mutarin. Everyone says they are allowed. Uh, it would seem that Toil, Muchanin, Agabe, Avihen, Mutar. It would seem from here is that because, like when Shabbat came in, uh, they were functional uh, and they weren't defined as Mukta, so they maintain uh, the, the concept of Mukta is often uh, when something. Uh, is uh, mukta is, is at the beginning of Shabbat, it stays uh, mukta throughout Shabbat. Uh, when something is not mukta at the beginning of Shabbat, uh, it, it, we, the assumption is the reverse, uh, that it, it can stay non mukta the whole of Shabbat. Uh, and that is the, the first uh, understanding of what we have. Uh, by Motiv Rav Zutra, Rav Zutra says actually uh, that doesn't make any sense. Masikin, Bekalim, and Masikin, Kalim. We had this earlier on. Uh, many chapters ago, I think in the third or the fourth chapter, uh, we had a discussion uh, about uh, lighting a fire. It says you can light a fire with whole vessels, but you can't light it with pieces of vessels. So the question is, when did the vessels break? Erev Yom Tov, sorry, we're talking obviously Yom Tov, because that's when you can light fires. Uh, If they broke Erev Yom Tov, why would you say that they'd be forbidden to light with? Uh, That's it. Now they've just turned into ordinary piece of wood. They're no longer a vessel. Uh, it's an ordinary piece of wood, so you'd be perfectly allowed to light a fire with it. Um, El Alav, or to add it to a fire. El Alav must be Yom Tov. Uh, what we're talking about here broke on Yom Tov. Vakatani Masikin Bekalim Vain Masikin Bishire Kalim. And what do we say that when they broke on Yom Tov, uh, you, you, you can only use uh, something, a whole vessel uh, on Yom Tov, but something that uh, is, is broken on Yom Tov, you wouldn't be allowed to use it uh, because uh, the idea really is uh, what's known as Nolad. Uh, it is newborn. It is something that wasn't there. It's something that come into being. And something that has come into being on Yom Tov. Uh, is defined as nolad and, and not uh, able to be used. So we rephrase the whole dispute. Uh, the machloket is when the vessels break on Shabbat. Uh, the one says you would be allowed, the rabbi say, uh, because it was part of the original vessel, area of Shabbat, uh, you know, you can, it is still defined as muchan, it's still defined as prepared. No, nolad hu. The other one says, no, before it, it is now something that's new that's come into place on Shabbat, so therefore it is not allowed, uh, and therefore it is like newborn, uh, and therefore it is uh, not allowed to be used. Aval uh, says here, uh, Shabbat, if it is Erev Shabbat, if it broke already on Friday, everyone agrees uh, that it is allowed to be moved because everyone's mind, uh, on Erev Shabbat, uh, or you know, even on Thursday, whatever, it doesn't have to be Dafka on Erev Shabbat, but uh, if it is, has been prepared before Shabbat sometime, uh, everyone's mind is on it and real, everyone realizes that you can uh, use it on Shabbat. Okay. Uh, and it says Tanukhada. Uh, in one brighter, it says uh, in terms of Yom Tov, it says Masikin Bekalim Vein Masikin Beshivrei Kalim. It says as you, if you have a fire, you can use a whole keli, a whole kli, a whole vessel, but you can't use uh, bits of, of vessels, broken vessels. Uh, it says Vatani Idach. Another brighter. Teach Kashem Shemaskin Bekalim Kach Masikin Beshivrei Kalim. The same way you can use uh, full vessels, you can use part vessels.
vessels, broken vessels. a third writer teaches, and Marcusin Another writer teaches most stringently you can light a fire neither with uh, with vessels nor with pieces of vessels. So how do we reconcile these three disparate writers? Uh, and we oh, the Gemara answers uh, it says, Hi Rabbi Huda, hi the one that says uh, vessels, whole vessels, yes, broken vessels, no kind of intermediate opinion, that is Rabbi Huda's opinion. Uh, hi, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon is the most lenient opinion, uh, which we not uh, you know we, we don't consider that very uncommon when it comes to Shabbat, uh, the laws of Shabbat. He says uh, there's there's no uh, he has a very limited concept of mukta on, uh, on on Shabbat. So therefore you could use both broken kalim as well as fixed kalim. He said that's that's fine. Uh, hi, Rabbi Nehemiah. But the one that is uh, the most um, uh, strict is Rabbi Nehemiah, who says you can use neither uh, the, uh, the 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 vessel nor the pieces of the vessel, uh, etc. And therefore he says it has to be uh, done, you know, in terms of uh, of uh, of that. He says, you know, it's, it's totally forbidden to use any of these things. Okay, I'm Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says, "Hani mi banata." What happens if you've got leftover? bricks from a building. You finished the construction, now you've got leftover bricks. Uh, it's just little uh, you're allowed to move them because it's got no um you know, no more need. The the chazu lemiziga ala. You can move them because you can sit on them. Uh, however, sharaginhu vada aktsinu. Right? If you have uh, put them in a pile, you've showed uh, that you've uh, set them uh, aside. That you know you want them for some future building or construction or whatever the case is, and therefore uh, they you know aren't allowed to move them. They are now set aside in your eyes. I'm Rav Nachman, I'm Ashmur, another statement uh, of, uh, that was Rav Nachman, uh, you know, as well, another statement of Rav Nachman, he quoting Shmuel now, Keres Katana, Mutalatatulabakater, this little earthenware piece, uh, the shard you can move in a courtyard, Aval, Aval Karmelit law, but in a Karmelit, uh, you can't move it. Uh, why? Because he's saying, let's say, if there's a courtyard, because the other vessels are in a courtyard, uh, and then you could cover it there, but in a Karmelit, which is more uh, kind of an outdoor kind of area and uh, it says you're not allowed to move it because normally there are no vessels just to be found lying around there and therefore there's no use for it. So now we move on to a uh, concept of uh, it's not just the in essence what the vessel is used for but also uh, in and of itself is what is useful but uh, in terms of what it can be where are, are there things around that can be used uh, with it uh, as well, useful for it, uh, should we say. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman himself uh, said, not quoting Shmuel, but Karmelit, even a Karmelit, because uh, there are sometimes uh, um, the, the things lying around in the Karmelit, but outside in the Shutarabim, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to do it. Rav says, no, no problem, even in the Shutarabim, uh, because he says, we look at the thing itself and not what its functionality is. So, if you have a, a rule about something, he says you follow the rule and then there's no need to um, change it just depending on the circumstances surrounding you. Uh, and there's Azar Ravla Tamo, and Rava was uh, following his uh, rationale because the Rava Havak Azal Ritka the Mechoza. Rav used to go in the shoe in, in the in the road in Mechoza and one time Astevasta Samane Tina and he got some mud on his shoes. Atta Shmata Shakal Chaspa Makha Machaperle. His servant came and took this uh, bit of 
earthenware, a bit of pottery from the streets, and he goes and he wipes off the clay. We say mechaper is to, to wipe off, the same thing as, uh, as getting atonement. We say Hashem wipes away the sins, Hashem is mechaper uh, our sins, and here with his wiping off the mud. Uh, Ramu Bay and uh, the rabbi started like just about to challenge him. Uh, Ramu Bay, Rabbi and Kala, they, they started like opening their mouths to, to shout out against him, uh, to protest, uh, and uh, they said, Am I? But, but he said, sorry, law, mishtaya de law gemiri. It says, uh, the, you know, it's not enough that they don't learn properly. Migmar, nami, migmarai. But uh, they also have to go along and teach others the wrong thing. He says, no, ilibachatze hava. If I was in a courtyard, he says, me, lo hava chazia le I would have used this to cover uh, this piece of pottery I could use to cover, cover things. He says, now, uh, <coughs> sorry, I could use it to cover other utensils. Says, so therefore, I'm using it for a purpose that I need it for now. Yes, there might not be any other vessels around here, but I need it for this purpose, and therefore, um, I'm doing it now. Okay, we will uh, uh, stop uh, over there. Uh, everyone should have a good day. We'll continue with more Muktza ideas tomorrow.